Welcome to the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. I'm your host, Brian Major. Comedian's Table, for those of you who don't know, uh, every comedy venue has a table set aside for the comedians to, for us to sit around, hang out, chill, relax, before, during, and after the show. And that's what this is. Just a bunch of comedians sitting around a table, BSing, chatting, catching up, gossiping. <laughs> Tonight my guests are... Dakota Ray Hebert. And Dylan J. Dylan yeah. J. <laughs> when did you start? When I started... We didn't get uh, your origin story. I started story. in... God, it was... I was surprised to Almost 12 years you... ago, I guess, in Saskatchewan. Okay. And uh, I did comedy for about a year and a half in out of Saskatoon. And then I moved to uh, Vancouver for about four years. Uh, and that's where, like... In Saskatchewan, I was able to do like a couple open mics, like maybe one or two like a week. comedy open mics. Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, but it wasn't until I went to Vancouver, and it's like, oh man, there's there's eight open mics a week, kind of thing, and you can probably get on five of them if you yep. hustle, you know. So it was uh, that's where I really kind of uh, cut my teeth and found found my voice more, and uh, just got a really uh, I get swallowed up by <laughs> comedy, you know, because like you're just totally engrossed in it in a big city like that. I miss, I miss going out almost every night. Yeah. Because I used to live in Vancouver and Ga- Chris Gaskin would want me to get out on stage every night. And yeah. And you got to put in the time. Like, and, and the thing is with uh, Vancouver is like it's not always the most quality stage time. Like a lot of the shows. Especially it's just open comics. mics, it's, you know. <laughs> it's just comics. Yeah, it's just comics, yeah. or it's like a late night open mic. But you just kind of like it's a numbers game there. You just have to uh, like hit as many stages as you can and just tweak like little little bits because like a lot of times you only get three to five minutes, so uh, you kind of have to really make a count and make your jokes tight. And I think that's one of the reasons why Vancouver comics uh, have such tight, well-written jokes is because they have to piece them together in small little sets, you know? What rooms were, were you hitting while uh, you were there? Like, Do you recall? All of them. Uh, <laughs> there's the uh-huh. Kino, which Chris Gaskin Kino Cafe, yeah. would uh, do a lot. Uh, Tuesday, like, Tuesday nights. Yeah, and uh, there was... Oh, God. Uh, I ran a show at the Railway Club. Um, I ran a couple there. Um God, there's so many mics, I can't even remember all of them, but, uh, God, it's been, <laughs> it's been seven years, so <laughs> I blanked it out. I, I barely remember a lot of the names of people, so, <laughs> let alone mics. Uh, there's, uh, Graham Clark had a show at, uh, the Havana. I forget what that was. I think he still does. Called. Yeah, I'm sure he, that's probably one that still is lasting, uh, because Graham Clark can like still draw a crowd. When I started out, I was doing indigenous conferences. And that's what you're doing stand-up at, just like yeah. specifically at conferences. There's no open mics? or uh, At the time in Prince George, no. Um, when I first started out, I started at the University of Northern British Columbia. We had a course called... Indigenous humor. 
And it's not like a how-to course like people think it is when I tell them. It was an actual course that we studied, right? And instead of a final exam, we all had to do a performance. And everyone paired up or got into little groups and I was kind of left on my own. <laughs> so I was like, well, I tell stories. So I cobbled together two stories. One about uh, how I want to be the actor in these uh, Crime Stopper commercials <laughs> because I always seem to fit the description <laughs> of the suspect. And the other one was about uh, trying to cash a rather large check. And I put them together. It was supposed to be like 10 minutes when I wrote them out on two separate sheets of paper and read them to a friend. It was four minutes. But I didn't take, I didn't take into account that people would actually laugh, right? But it turned into 10 minutes. I got a uh, 20 out of 20 for my performance for my grade. I got an A plus in the course, which was only one of two A pluses I got in my academic career. <laughs> I did graduate though. Um, <laughs> and everyone said, you've struck upon something. You've, you need to continue doing this. And there were open mics at the university. It was mostly musicians and poets and stuff like that. I was the only one doing comedy. I was working at a call center just down the street here. Someone said, hey, there's this other kid that does stand-up comedy. And this little guy, <laughs> blonde-haired kid, and he was a kid. He was 18 years old at the time. Comes up to me. He's like, hey, I heard you, you're a comedian. I was like, yeah. He's like, yes, so am I. I'm like, really? That's interesting. <laughs> yeah, he's probably and 18 and looked like he was 15 too. <laughs> no, he looked like he was 12. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Chris Gaskin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and then I, I got divorced and I moved to Vancouver and I, I found out about all these comedy rooms and I was like, really, that's all it takes is you find a venue and you put up a poster and you find... So that's what I started doing when I got back here and... We did a couple of shows at Art Space. Um, I think Gaskin rented a hall one year. And we kind of created the scene. Mike McGuire joined. Uh, a bunch of other comedians that no longer do it. But yeah, it's it, we have it now maybe 12 or 15 comedians. Yeah, well, that's like, that's, that's enough awesome. to run shows. And, yeah. And like, that shows a lot of growth. Like, it's it's hard to go from... Like two comics, like you guys were, to five, and then it's a little bit easier to go from five to ten. And now that you guys kind of have a core base, if someone moves away, <laughs> you still have a scene, you know, which might not have always been the case. You know? When Sonar opened, the group, the community doubled. Yeah, because a bunch of uh, people wanted to try it. And, yeah. yeah, having a club really does like add. Uh, like, like a legitimacy. Legitimacy, yeah. It's yeah. like it's not just a weird little fringe thing. It's like, oh, there's a real club. And also like generally clubs you get like everything set up perfectly, so there's good not laughers. This one. <laughs> not this one. <laughs> this one, uh no sound system. That's that's why it's called sonar. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. No lights. <laughs> I, I actually got banned from sonar. You did? Yeah, because yeah, I was uh, putting it down a little bit too much oh. uh, on, on Facebook. So you're just like, digging it into them now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Mike McGuire got banned too. Oh, yeah? So. Who writes that? <laughs> Who books it? Uh, he's, his name was Jason Luke. Okay. And he just bans comedians that live in his community? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. wild. Right. That. <laughs> yeah, we've got that happening in our community too. Um, it's, well, it's a Yuck Yucks booker who uh, has been banning people who, you know, don't want or call them out for shady business practices 
and there's like it's a quite a, there's a lot of us at least in the west west area but um yeah, it's amazing how many people he can uh, block, <laughs> and, and yeah, find well, out he had he had an open uh, open house mm-hmm. on the on the Thursday before the weekend when it opened, and here's here's the stage. I'm, this is not good visuals for radio. Here's the stage, and then there was like a row of tables yeah. in front of it, and then a walkway from the entrance to the bar, like oh. a. So like, one row of tables, and then uh, yeah, then causing a gap, right? And then oh. then the rest of the tables going no. towards the back. Yeah. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, "No, this is That's a terrible idea." Yeah. He's like, "Well, people have to go out and go for smokes." I'm like, "During the show?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Yeah, they can go around the back, you know, like yeah, like <laughs> oh. if they need to." And it was little things like that I had complaints about, right? And he was like, "Yeah, in the green rooms in the basement." I'm like. <laughs> How are we going to watch the show? He's yeah. like, well, then you just come up when it's your time. There, like, there's a vent. <laughs> <laughs> they have a vent on the stage that you watch. He's like, yeah, eventually we're going to have like a TV and we're going to film all your sets and you can watch this. And that never happened. And Yeah. Like, uh, that seems to always be the last thing that uh, they take care of is the green room. They're like, okay, yeah, this little closet, there's a mop in it and you can hang out there. <laughs> yeah. Nancy O's. Which, um, that's how I found out about Mike, Mike McGuire. He was like the house MC because he was the only person doing comedy. So they'd bring in a professional comedian from Vancouver, Edmonton, and he would MC. And I, and I found out about it from Facebook. And I remember I Googled it and an image came up of a, of a deli. And I'm like, wait, you guys are doing comedy in a deli? (laughs) (laughs) But it's an actual restaurant. And for the longest time, he and I were the only comedians in town. He was the MC. I was the opener. Nancy always treated us so well. They gave us drinks and a meal. Mm-hmm. And each show, Friday night and Saturday, we each got a drink and a meal. And and then new comedians came along. And we're like, okay, we have to stop that. No, no more, no <laughs> yeah. more free food. <laughs> yeah, too many mouths to feed yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. too many obvious. Mm-hmm. And there's just two orphans we can <laughs> feed you. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, well, that's awesome that you guys' scene is growing so much. Yeah. And, like, even if uh, <laughs> you have some it's issues a with sonar, <laughs> the So is there kind of like a big divide in the scene, like sonar crew and non-sonar? Or yep. What's, yeah, that's it's like a competing gang kind of thing. <laughs> well, the weird thing was uh, there was a, another group running shows in town, and there were Professional, professional headliners coming in that I'd want to go see. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hey, is it is it okay if I come by? He's like, yeah, 20 bucks. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I've yeah. never had to pay for a comedy show yeah. unless it was like Chris Rock. Yeah. yeah. And the, yeah, like that's, it's shady when uh, local producers are uh, like cutting out half the scene or. Yeah. Cause like even, like, even at Yucks in Saskatoon, like if, as a comic, yeah. If, if they know that you're an active comic, you're more than welcome to come and watch the show. You for know? free. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Cause that's the thing. Like you learn so much about watching, like watching other people or, you know, I just, one of those things I remember when I first started, I was like, how, what could you possibly learn when you're not on stage? But you know, if you learn people's discipline or like how, their personalities are like if their stage presences you know the differences in those and you know that does inform you a lot eventually you learn what works and what doesn't and and it helps inform your voice and your presence and yeah it's just good for scene building just like having it 
open to everyone, you know? Yeah, that too. It's good and, for uh, networking. Like a rising tide lifts all boats. So uh, generally, <laughs> like you want you want everyone in your scene to be as funny as possible and to have as many right, opportunities as possible. Scene, right? well, that's, yeah. ex- that's exactly it. You know, is if we didn't have such a strong scene, we wouldn't have had our Just for Laughs showcase, you know? And that was something that was really huge and exciting because that's validating as a scene now. Okay, we've all collectively worked really hard. We've built this scene up. We've got jokes enough that Just for Laughs wants to come see us. So it's a, it's really exciting. So yeah, you're totally right. Like you want everyone to to succeed, but you to succeed more, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's, uh, that's one of the beautif- beautiful things about uh, Saskatoon scene is that there isn't like... Sure, there's a little bit of competition, but there's not a lot of real opportunity in Saskatoon for comedy. So everyone's kind of like, band you know, together. you're yeah, you got a band together, and you aren't gonna, no one's gonna really make it unless everyone kind of makes it, you know. So Regina's fairly close, correct? Regina, it's yeah, yeah three hours away. Oh, really? Yeah. Two and a half, I'd say two oh. to two and a half. But it depends know. if you drive like me or drive like her. <laughs> it's three for me. Is there is there a scene there? <laughs> uh, it's very small comparatively compared to Saskatoon. Okay. Uh, they are starting to get like a monthly open mic kind of thing, maybe two a month. Uh, and there's a satellite yucks that goes every two weeks. So there's there's probably about four shows a month. For some reason, Regina. I thought it was closer. No, it's a little bit further. It, everything <clears throat> seems closer when it's Saskatchewan, <laughs> when it's so barren, you know? Like, okay, that's <laughs> that's where the two big population points are in uh, Saskatchewan. So it's uh, it's further than you'd think. But Do do the Regina comics make, make the trip every once in a while? Yeah, every once in a while. We've had a couple Regina comics just wanting to get more stage time and... Because I know uh, that's what Calgary and Edmonton comedians used to do, because they're fairly close. Yeah, and, and, and Red Deer in the middle, too. They kind of... Uh, I knew that there was some Red Deer rooms, and people from both other scenes would go to it. And, uh, yeah, and, like, if there's a good show, it's not it's not unheard of to go two hours, you know? It's not that big of a jaunt. Yeah. Like, and <laughs> well, traveling with comedians is, like, one of the best... Yeah, and that's one of the best educations, too, is you you learn about the business. You learn who to stay away from. You learn, like, <laughs> you learn, uh, like, I was gonna say someone's what name. hotel rooms have, <laughs> have a bad fire exit. And, like, you know, you learn a lot of uh, inside baseball kind of stuff. Well, Dakota mentioned something about learning by watching live comedy. What, what, what is, what would you say? the difference was between watching it on TV or the internet versus live? Uh, it's just live performances, like an energy, and uh, it's like listening to a one-sided conversation versus listening to a two, like, listening Full-on to a conversation. conversation. Yeah. Or, yeah, or... If you're in the room, you're you're part of the conversation. Even if you aren't on stage, right. you're part of the laughs, you know? So it is... Uh, it's a different energy... A lot of people don't translate to TV or to radio uh, just because they're energy comics. They know how to, like, work a crowd. They know it's like uh, it's an extra skill set, really, because there's, like, there's jokes. That's a skill, writing a beautiful joke. Uh, But then there's also knowing how to make the crowd uh, feel that joke and 
relate to it and just like it's like it's almost a sixth sense kind of thing it's it's uh it's animalistic you know and unless you're in the room you don't feel it i tell the the newer comics when we had professional comedians come through town go go to the show right and i would get so upset at them when they didn't (laughs) but when they did education there yeah. yeah when they did i was like what the first question I ask them? I don't ask them what you think of the show. Was he funny? Because I already know they are, right? Because I know most of the comedians that come through town. My first question is, what did you learn? And like, oh, I've <laughs> <laughs> what didn't I? They get out their notepad. They're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> were you scribbling on this notepad the whole show? Well, yeah, <laughs> I was. I did. Uh, yeah, like there's so much that you can learn just from watching, and uh, it's something that you can't really. Like a lot of things you can't learn in books and you can't uh, learn from listening to a TV set because there's a difference between like a taped TV set and what that comic will do in a club or in a live room. It's just like crowd work and that like especially crowd work. (laughs) Yeah. And like no one does a lot of crowd work on a live taping unless they're Todd Berry doing a crowd work special, you know, (laughs) like. So it's uh, there's lots of skills that just aren't even uh, showcased in a TV taping just because they they don't pertain to it. And uh, a lot of what being a comic is, uh, the general public doesn't even register what's going on exactly or what the comic is doing to make them laugh. Yeah. Well, I think it's also, like, it's inspirational, right? Sometimes you go see comics and they're sharing a joke that reminds you of something that happened in your life and you're like, oh, yeah, I have, I've never talked about that before, you know? And then so then you're inspired to, to write sets from from them um, or sometimes you end up working together. What? You're like, oh, you, you can talk about your dick? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I go home and they yeah. write five pages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? I could write about Tinder? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh That's my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and or like you you end up um you know really networking and, and vibing with someone. So then now you're you're building a room together, or building a tour together, or building a show or you know, some sort of idea and it's just it's lots of fun. Like the Canadian comedy scene is so small <clears throat> and um I think really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think it can also be terrible. You know, I've seen uh, people get, you know, uh, ripped to shreds in the in, in comedy forums. That is, do you ever read comedy forums? No. Oh my god, <laughs> such, Brian. Such, such as well, like in any comedy community, right? Like there's like the Vancouver Comedy Forum. There used to be the Toronto Stand Up Comedy okay. Community. Uh, ours is yeah, like, like most of them are, they're private and kept just between comics. Um, <clears throat> but those would be oh man, th- those <laughs> days of drama where people would just fire back and forth comments, and it was exciting. Like yeah. Dylan and I would it's be like in that, like watching an argument uh, in real, reality TV. in real time. Yeah, yeah. You, it's like you're reading a li- like you're a, like a, updating, an and you're like okay, this person weighed in. On yeah, this you see one like, so, someone post a question or or make some sort of post in it, and then you see 176 comments. You're like okay, we got to <laughs> pour a coffee and sit down. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're. <laughs> this is our morning now. Yeah. Just going through all these comments. Yeah, so much fun. So funny because that's, I think people don't, yeah, like, you know, there's, in comedy, yeah, it's all jokes and funny. There's and more ha-ha. drama than people wow, realize. Wow, is, is there drama? <laughs> yeah, it's so, the infighting, the cattiness, the 
arguments we live for that hey like, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we live vicariously we love, <laughs> you know yeah like, we love seeing that it's fun it's good entertainment when i first started out like i mentioned i was only doing indigenous conferences on the advice of <clears throat> don bernstein <laughs> and because he, he said okay you know indigenous people they gather for every, every reason yeah right and they have conferences, they have meetings all day, they have dinners at the end of the day, and they have entertainment. And that's where you come in. Yeah. And he goes, just, you know, just contact the, these conferences, tell them, I have 15 minutes, which I did at the time. Tell them, don't ask for any money. Just tell them, pay for my hotel room, pay for my travel, get a small meal stipend. And that's how I started out. Nice. Then I moved to Vancouver after my divorce, and I, I did a... a comedy contest I, I forget what it was called the great the great canadian laugh off uh yeah the great canadian i don't know what it's called now yeah i don't i think i don't think it's still going but i remember <clears throat> i remember that contest i was like a random draw by computer and so I, I went to toronto it was the first time i performed at a comedy club it was the toronto yucks and after that i i mark breslin he said hey if you ever want to if you're ever in Vancouver, if you ever want a spot, just shoot me an email, right? I was like, okay. So after my divorce, I moved to Vancouver. I shot him an email. He got me on right away. First time I went to a, a com- performed at a, a comedy club other than the Toronto Yucks. It was a Wednesday night pro-am. The previous Wednesday, I thought, you know, I should check this out, you know, before I actually perform. And I saw Rob Pugh. You, you, yeah, just, we know Rob. And he just <laughs> tore the roof off. He was only doing five minutes, right? But he tore the roof off the place to the point where when we were, when he was done his five minutes, you could hear this collective. <sighs> like, yeah. We can finally breathe again after <laughs> laughing for five minutes straight. And that was, and that was, uh, and the Wednesday amateur night pro am pro am yeah. yeah so then you have to follow Rob Pugh <laughs> oh like, well, there's like more to, there's those. more to the story yeah I I left there thinking I'm never gonna make an audience laugh that way what am I doing <laughs> my, I'm looking at my jokes I'm like I gotta perform on that same stage next week so anyways I show up I'm nervous because it's like my first night at a, like a comedy club other than Toronto and I'm like you know, pacing, I'm looking at my jokes, I'm like, these are not going to get laughs, right? And so they go, okay, Brian, you're, you're third in the lineup. I'm like, okay, cool, that's not like... That's a good spot. It's not bullet, <laughs> it's not, you know. Rob Pugh shows up. He's like, hey, can I get a spot to the, to, to the MC? And like, he's like, yeah, of course, right? Because he's Rob Pugh, right? He goes, uh, you're third, Brian, you're, you're, you're going to follow. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm already nervous. Yeah. I'm like... Wait, you want me to f- follow Rob Pugh? He's like, yeah. Anyways, Rob gets up there. Same thing. Blows the roof off the place. And the MC's looking at me. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some time <laughs> before I bring you up just to kind of bring the audience down. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Then I went up there, did my five minutes of little jokey jokes, and everyone laughed in the where they were supposed to. And I was nice. like, I walked out of there thinking, oh, I can conquer all. But no, it was like one of the best learning experiences I had going to the club the week before I performed, just watching Rob and Charlie Demers and uh, Darcy Michaels and yeah. all those, Jane Stanton, all those heavy hitters. And 
and just get like just get just to get to know them and hang out with them was such a I don't know where I'd be if if yeah. I, if I was stuck in Vancouver and not being able to hang out with other comedians. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, like that whole growth and community, it just goes hand in hand. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of the nice things about Vancouver is there are so many pros there that uh, if you're like a newer comic, like <laughs> it's not like you're a threat to them or like mm-hmm. not that they would. Uh, wouldn't give help if you were, but <laughs> just the fact that like there is that dichotomy of power and they're usually pretty, uh, giving with like advice and like mentoring. Cause they're like, they see however many young comics start every year and most of them quit, but they're, they're always there to like give you some advice. Cause like everyone, how do you know how to, like well, navigate the comedy scene in the comedy world and like and I think that's interesting in business. So, yeah Dylan and I have very different takes on what we I I did comedy in Toronto I, I lived there the summer of 2016 to chase stand up and uh, so in my opinion like I, I love the Toronto comedy scene deeply um, it is my favorites one of my favorites um, and uh, and I had a, I had a hard time I had a hard time in Vancouver when I was first starting out I thought it was a very exclusive clicky crowd personally and it, so it can be a little bit yeah so I felt really kind of on the outside granted this was when I was first starting and was probably god awful so um, <laughs> so they were you know keeping their distance <laughs> mm-hmm. I understand um, but I still have that I still remember just kind of feeling like oh like I'm I feel like a complete outsider looking in um, whereas in Toronto they were just like yeah cool sweet get in here you know so for me there, there was a difference in, in those two major comedy scenes in Canada personally yeah i could i could see uh as being an outsider coming into vancouver it could be very clicky like it takes a couple months before people will talk to you you know and like (laughs) treat you like a human because they're like they're just expecting you to be an open micer who shows up twice and and then disappears so (laughs) when one wants to like when i first got there there was a a comedian, a local comedian. I'm not going to say her name, but she goes on Tuesdays. There's Kino Cafe and this other bar in Kits. She goes, "You're probably going to want to fit in better with these guys at Kits." And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "I ended up a Kino guy rather than the the, kit, the bar in Kits." But it was such a strange thing for her to say. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're probably going to fit in better with these people because they were like. It was Sunny Dollywall, Ivan Decker, Patrick Malia, all those. Like it was Patrick's room. Yeah, Mikey oh, Wolf yeah. and and Kino. I don't know who was at Kino, but fuck. Oops, sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's not even here. No, I I preferred Kino. It was it was like I shot a, uh, a a TV spot there for the new canoe or something. First People. It was a, it's a British Columbia based uh, indigenous program. Okay, I think it's on APTN. It's on APTN, I think. Yeah, yeah. first, first people. Yeah. Tamara Bull or Tamara Bell. She's a fellow Haida, so. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I I shot my spot at uh, the at Kino, Kino Cafe. Oh, right on. Yeah, Steve's room or <laughs> Steve Allen. Yep. Yeah, Is Steve still does he still own that place or? No, unfortunately not. No, COVID, eh? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Mm. Another comedy room dies. Yeah. <laughs> Just like. 
And they wouldn't. Yeah, we got. We have limited time. Yeah, but um, another. What are topic, your dates again? Like dates? Oh yeah. Of, at the end of this month. Or? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make a joke about the Zoom comedians that popped up, but we'll talk about that later <laughs> another time. Um, yeah, dates coming up. This Saturday is the 18th, February 18th, Kelowna, 19th in Vancouver, um, 21st, 22nd, Vancouver for CBC's New Wave of Stand-Up, uh, 24th, uh, or 25th, Comox, 26th, Victoria, 27th, 28th, Whitehorse, March 1st, Kamloops, March 3rd, Medicine Hat, possibly, and March 4th, Swift Current. So that's what we've got going on. So you can follow along on Prairie Comedy or Dakota Ray Hebert on Facebook. Uh, and uh, find us on Eventbrite, Trailer Treasure and Trophy Dad. Cool. Um, and it's a great show. You should go check it out. I saw it a few weeks ago. <laughs> um, this has been the Comedian's Table here on 93.1 CFISFM. I'm your host, Brian Major. Tonight, my guests were... Dakota Ray Hebert. And Dylan J. And Thank- Francis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening. And listen on Spotify.